Running Light Ministry podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. You can support these podcasts by making a gift to the ministries at runninglight.org. Welcome to the Running Light Podcast. My name's Bo. I'm Peter. And we're going to talk about just pornography today. How about that? Sounds good. So usually, um, I'm sure if you hear our podcast, you know we talk about the Bible, and we talk about sex, and we talk about pornography, and we talk about just kind of everything that's related to those topics, even a lot of theology, which is really cool. It's fun to talk about that. I think me and you probably enjoy that more than anything, It's just kind of <laughs> kicking around some of the theological implications of sex and things like that. And um, it, to me, it's just like, wow, it's kind of mind-boggling to think about it all. Yeah. Um, but I thought, man, we've talked a lot uh, over the last month, kind of uh, in a lot of uh, philosophical ways, I think, about um, you know, um, just a lot of different issues. We talked about husbands the last week, which was awesome, a great talk. And um, and we can continue, I'm sure, to talk more about husbands because that's like never ending, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and how they can uh, just deal with issues in in life. You know, as they're trying to seek uh, freedom and they're trying to seek uh, kind of a new life with their spouses. And it's difficult, man. I I feel for them all, man, because it's it's not easy, you know. But uh, I thought today we talk about kind of what we don't like about pornography. Sounds good. Does that sound cool? Yeah, sounds like a good one. So if, if I were to ask you, like, what don't you like about pornography, what would you say? Well, um, first, I'd probably ask you like uh what do i mean <laughs> yeah like like what do you like um when we, when we use the word porn obviously there's um there's so much to go in there meaning yeah there's so many different categories of pornography i could talk about now yeah. I, I will say uh, just uh just flat out um and i, I don't want to speak for you Bo, but flat out there are things that we don't like about all types of porn mm-hmm. but there are certain types of pornography that we dislike even more you know yeah and so I would say that, you know, if you're talking about, let's say, child pornography, my answer would be far different. Yeah. Uh, the things that I don't like about child pornography don't really touch uh, what we would call like heterosexual type pornography. Yeah. Well, um, let, let me clarify then, because that I mean, there is a, I, I could see where we can go with it all. <laughs> we can go down a lot of a lot of things. But what? What is what is it? I mean, is there anything that you think of when you just think of the modern day kind of world we live in? Mm. Um, is there anything you don't like about pornography? Just maybe uh, in the mass production of it and the mass distribution of it. Mm. Um, is there anything just you personally just go, man, I really don't like it because blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I would say the major reason why I don't like it. I mean, from um. From an atheistic, like humanistic kind of mindset, if my whole ideology on life was just like the propagation of genes and, you know, just surviving as a species and, and, and whatnot, which for me, a couple of years of my life were like that as well as with you, Bo, uh-huh. um, I would say I would have zero problem with pornography today. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we were talking about pornography, we're obviously, uh, we, we clarified that it's not just any type of pornography, but just the, uh, the porn industry as a whole. Um, now granted there are things that I would look at the industry and I would, I would wish that they did a better job of regulating it. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I wish that, um, you know, for instance, the, uh, the, the major 
debacles that you get into in the porn industries, you get into the fact that it's unregulated, anyone can make it. And so because of that, you got these tube sites and anyone could upload on them and it, it could get a little sticky. And that's where you get uh, a lot of difficult things coming on the, the internet that can be harmful and difficult to deal with. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're a 13 year old and you're seeing it for the first time, it could, could kind of mess you up a little bit or tweak you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I would wish that it's it was regulated more, that there would be uh, more control over it from the porn industry and that they would, they would regulate what type of pornography went out and they would regulate the standards for their actors and uh, things like that. So some of the abuses that happen in the porn industry wouldn't happen anymore. Yeah. Um, but from a humanistic standard, I would say that that would be my only real beef with it. I mean, what do you think, Bo? Yeah, well, you know, I, I tend to I tend to th- kind of agree a little bit with the idea that, you know, you know, you know, if I look at like what do I not like about, you know, porn today? I would say as- accessibility. I would say absolute accessibility would be probably my number one. Meaning to me, there's just too much um, that is available, and, um, and 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 I wish it wasn't like that. You know, if I just had like my own world, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it just, you know, my own little place. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't be like that because for me, it the accessibility to it. Um, um, is what really is to me the problem. Like me, to me, like I, I've been thinking about this is like porn to me is not so much the problem, Peter, mm-hmm. as, as, as much as the idea of, I mean, the idea of like just the material itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm talking about like modern day erotica material, yeah. you know, um, is, is not so much my problem. The problem is, is that technology is probably my biggest problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Meaning, meaning, it, and I think we're in kind of like, like I'm in a growing pain as an individual, and I think we're in growing pains as a world, because you know a lot of us, a lot of us hear this like anti-porn thing, like I hate porn, I hate porn, I hate porn, you know this kind of thing. But I really don't think you hate porn as much as you hate technology, mm-hmm. because technology has brought about the accessibility, accessibility of it. You know, at, at such a rapid pace that it's almost like we have a, a difficult tr- time as human beings trying to, like, deal with it, you know, like trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, um, and that becomes the problem. So you get you get a Roku device, you get a, 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 an Apple TV device, you get a, a Amazon, you get a Netflix, you get a Hulu. You, you know what I mean? Whatever avenue you get, whether it's on your TV, whether it's on your phone, you know, how, whatever medium you use, you know, there's accessibility to so much, so fast, so easy that that's what I don't like about it. Yeah. You know, it almost like is an oversaturation, yeah. you know, to me. And there's nothing that can be done about that. You know, unless, <laughs> no. we, unless we want to no. take technology back a couple decades. Yeah. Know? I mean, it's kind of yeah. weird. I see some of my friends that just go, you know, I, I, I have, I've had, um, uh, two friends this last month just moved to Boise, Idaho, like out, out in the, like kind of more of the boondocks of Boise, yeah. you know? And I, and I, I think some of them have gotten to places too in their own life where they kind of have just went like, you know, I need to almost like go through a detox. I, I'm, I'm just, I need a change in life. I can't deal with this. 
you know, and I have seen that happen in my own family too, not me and my wife, but I've seen it in like my parents where I remember one day my, my mom just kind of went, Hey, you know what? I need to get away. You know, she, she was a uh, computer programmer for IBM in Los Angeles, most of her adult life. Um, and then one day she just packed up, went to Alaska, hmm. you know, and uh, I, I, you know, I just think there's sometimes that oversaturation and um, with porn, there's such a bleed today between the porn industry and just entertainment world. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of uh, jokes. There's a lot of kind of spinoffs where, you know, porn is almost like uh, it's just a part of life today. You know, it is a part of the entertainment culture today. Um, so you, you, you can be watching just a normal show and they might comment on porn. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just, it's like a, it's like maybe a funny thing or just a whatever, Yeah. you know, uh, but it's a little, little, you know, jab, you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you, cause I mean, a lot, I mean, a lot of people in Hollywood today got their start in porn, you yeah. know, like, uh, it's not. It's not unknown that, you know, like, you know, people who want to get into the movie industry. I'm not just talking about actors. This tends to be what we our minds go to. But I'm talking about camera guys. Yeah. You know, sound guys. Yeah. Editors. Directors. You know, they yeah. they started in porn and then start they moved, somewhere. They moved into there. So it's it, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting to think about that, like how saturated it is. And, and I like the way to use that word. But I mean, like I remember when I was a uh, when I was in middle school, I remember Jenna Jameson was like really like big at the at the top of her game at the top of her game and i mean like she (laughs) was so big that i remember she was starring like she not starring but she was in movies you know like you could you could get movies with jenna jameson in it you know and she's not a porn star in the movie she's she's an actress in the movie or uh you have like she wrote a book you know how to make love like a porn star and i remember that book actually got really high acclaim and a lot of people read it uh, she was like in, in Maxim. So she's it's not like there's a divide anymore in our culture between porn and mainstream stuff. It's yeah. kind of intermingled. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting you say that because even uh, one of the trends in porn, I think, that I've seen over the years is that, you know, you have more pe- more uh, kind of porn selected channels uh, or not channels, but I should say like uh, movies that are basically like, hey, there's this celebrity actress that now is doing porn, you know, so it's, it's worked the opposite yeah. where instead of just the porn star becomes the <laughs> actress in Hollywood. Now you have the Hollywood actress who did a porn scene or, you know what I mean? Or this kind of thing. And, and that becomes the big kind of ticket item to watch, you know? Yeah, and you have sex tapes, which would be, you know, the, the pornography and Pamela Anderson had one, Yeah, or, you know, Paris Hilton or whatever, yeah. you know? So yep. that became really big too. So, yep. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with you that the the idea of the saturation of our culture is is pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um, but I, I like how you said it. It's just like, though we may have a problem with the level of saturation, it's like, well, that's just the kind of culture we live in. Everything we do is saturated, you know. So like, we're also saturated in information. We're saturated. In, so yeah. I mean. The, the beauty of our culture is that I'm so saturated in information. I remember when I was a kid, my parents still own these, but we had the encyclopedia set. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. you're doing a book report. You had to, like, get out the encyclopedia set right, and, like, right, look right, up right. everything. And it took forever. Yeah. And you had to go, like, to the library and you had to, like, photocopy books. And, man, research papers were really tough. But now I you know. just go on Google. 
you know, and you Google it and it just comes up. Yeah, you you got two million pages to look at on the internet. (laughs) So you got no excuses for research papers anymore. But I mean, the the idea of just how saturated we are with everything, it it would also work for the negatives, which would be, you know, as we're talking about pornography. Pornography is just highly saturated in our culture. So, I mean, to be someone who is a pretty avid porn viewer back 20 years ago was actually kind of difficult you That's know right. you had to you had to go to the store you had to buy dvds and you know it, it wasn't cheap and you know you had to you had to buy you had to make your collection and right. and it was always kind of taboo you know oh like yeah you, very if you taboo. walked into somebody's house and they had like a shelf of porn you'd be, <laughs> you're like, like, whoa. you'd be like whoa you know like so you have to hide it that you know crazy yeah so it's like right. it was very difficult to be like an avid porn viewer back in the day but now it's like you could be an avid porn viewer you don't have to spend any money it's very easy it's very simple anyone any any teenager with a smartphone could be an avid porn viewer yeah you know? and they are and they are <laughs> so it's i know i was when i was a teenager yeah. so uh yeah it's it's definitely our society is incredibly saturated uh with pornography making the, the ease of access the ease of, of viewership very very simple and that that's where i would go into my next kind of point of like if you're asking me the question as a christian like as a christian what problems do i have with the pornography i would say that if you pulled out my points about what my problems with pornography, you could equally well use them against Hollywood in general. Mm-hmm. Meaning, none of my points are too crazy when it comes to uh, when it comes to the porn industry. Meaning that a lot of people, a lot of Christians that criticize the porn industry, uh, I don't agree with their criticisms. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they say that viewing porn uh, will lead a culture to you know rape or or taboo sexual behavior and. And, and things like that yeah where can, i don't kind of an extreme where at least yeah extreme i, I think there's that quote from josh mcdowell where he says that uh viewing heterosexual porn leads to homosexual porn yeah. leads to pedophilia leads to acting out i think right. it was his quote or something like that yeah and uh when i you he's know he's got a lot of quotes yeah he's got a lot of quotes <laughs> and i mean i never really experienced that you know as someone yeah. who's been viewing porn since i was 13 years old uh which would have been 2003 so the internet was definitely well out at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, someone who's viewing pornography since then, and for three of those years, I was viewing pornography as an atheist, so meaning I, I didn't have any restrictions on myself. I was viewing as much as I wanted. I never had desires to like step out of the zone I was in. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even really a temptation. When I went into a porn site, it's not like I was like, man, like... Now, all of a sudden, you know, heterosexual stuff or, or lesbian pornography is not getting me anymore. I need something bigger. You know, yeah. I, I never thought that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you want to comment on well, that. Well, I just certainly never did either. I mean, I think a lot of the things me and you have always uh, had a wonderful kinship on is that we don't really agree much with a lot of the rhetoric that is even within the church community. Um, about porn um, and because we just haven't experienced that ourselves it's just not the example in our own life yeah you know where where i've always told men um um that you know there's probably only 10 percent, maybe 15 percent of things maybe on the on a porn site that really is going to get you you know um, and that's my experience and there's no doubt about that i mean my experience is one with the enjoyment of sensuality and and specifically a certain kind of sensuality for me more of a monogamous something that i'm familiar with something that um 
to me uh, exemplifies my spouse and myself um, because my spouse is the only person I've ever been with and and I just absolutely enjoy my time with her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, you know, anything that hits that kind of button with me um, certainly causes uh, an arousal, mm-hmm. but certainly... It, you could show me a ton of porn, and I'm just going to be like, yikes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I do know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, so, so a lot of it, uh, so when I hear that thing of like, well, you're just going to get into, you know, kitty porn and that kind of extreme thing, you know, of course, I just go, oh, my gosh, like, no way, like, not, I don't know, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's been, I don't know, you know. I, I don't know how long. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously, I'm 44, yeah. you know, so... Um, and, you know, um, you know, I've, I've seen porn a lot, Yeah. you know, so. I mean, another huge problem with that argument as well is that these things that you're talking about have been prolific in human history since way before pornography. That's right. When you talk about rape statistics, you know, when you talk about uh, pedophilia, I mean, what we consider pedophilia today was commonplace just a couple hundred years ago. That's right. And, and so, right. I mean... It's really a Christian culture that has really put a damper on the um, openness of sexual um, behavior. That's right. And I would say it's, uh, you know, really, it's been under the idea of safety. Hmm. And that's really what it's always been in Christianity and in Judaism. Yeah. Meaning the restrictions on sexuality in Judaism or Christianity, when you look at, say, the Jewish law in Leviticus chapter 18, 19 and 20, you know, especially those sexual laws, you know, it always talks about uncovering someone's nakedness. Yeah. You know, the idea of, you know, the idea of violence against someone in a vulnerable situation. Mm. Right. We call that nakedness. Being nude yeah. can be a vulnerable situation for right. someone. So that's why we wear clothes, by the way. If anybody's ever wondered why we wear clothes today, I don't know what the atheist would say of why we wear clothes. But the Christian or the Jew would say, well, we wear clothes because man is initially evil and that um, we will hurt one another. We will take someone's nudeness, if you will, and we will violate it. Mm. Um, We will rape. And that's why clothes are invented. Yeah. That's why clothes are made, you know, but I look at those and uh, and I and I see that, you know, what Christianity has done is just try to, you know, obviously say, hey, you know, there, you know, sex is good, but it's it's it, it, but if we don't do it within a certain way, then obviously it becomes, you know, it's it, it chaotic and hurtful and right and all those things like that. Yeah. And, and I mean. That would be, again, if you were to ask me a question as a Christian of what do I find offensive about porn, that would be my answer, is that uh, the porn industry definitely gives a view of sexuality that there aren't really rules or restrictions on it, that it is kind of just whatever you want. And um, because of that, that's why you have such a wide array of pornography. Some porn I would look at and I would be like, I totally agree with that type of sexuality. You know, not every single porn that comes out is hardcore gangbangs or something like that. You know, there is heterosexual, even in pornography, there, there is, you know, monogamous relationships, things like that happening. Yeah. And most, and most of the, I mean, most of the stuff that you see even today on, um, like Xfinity or direct TV, um, you know, I would say probably a good, uh, 65 to 75 percent of all the sex that's happening on that is going to be monogamous. Hmm. 
you know i mean it's going to seem like that yeah you know man you know i mean i mean the scenes i should say the scenes are man woman right you right. know what i mean not Maybe that there's not crazy not stuff that, out there but right but the, no. the vast majority would be would be just like one man one woman together yeah you know and and not violent, you know. It's not going to be yeah. some dude choking some girl. No. Not that that stuff's not out there, but we're, right. all we're saying is that the vast majority, the mainstream stuff, is not like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so w- what that what that gives a young man like myself, when I was 13 years old, viewing pornography for the first time, is first of all, it gives me this idea that uh, you know my sexuality is kind of mine, and and I could do what I want with it. Mm-hmm. So I never got an idea as a kid, uh, as a 13 year old, of like, oh, I'm just going to go. On a, on a wild free-for-all, and it's going to be awesome. You know, I never got that idea of viewing porn, but I never got the idea from pornography that sex was sacred or that nakedness was special, that nudity, that being naked in front of another person was special, or I never really got the idea or understood just how um, nerve-wracking it is to be vulnerable like that in front of another person, you know, to be naked like that in front of someone that could disapprove of you or approve of you, yeah. and what that does to you to to give that up to somebody uh, who you're not in a, in a, in a covenant with and in, in, in some sort of a, a marriage with where you know that person's going to be there for you and that your love is what's sustaining it. I never got those ideas from pornography uh, whatsoever. But once again, all those things I just said about the porn industry, you could also say about any type of TV today. You know? Right, right. You know, I, I definitely don't get those ideas from watching The View or, you know, like from yeah. watching any TV program or any movie today has the same kind of view of, of sexuality where, sure, in movies you may see uh, a lot of heterosexuality, a lot of monogamy and stuff like that. But you watch movies today and there's also a lot of swinging. There's a lot of Oh, trading partners. There's a lot of everything. Yeah. And, and even now in movies, I mean, I'm not, when I say now, I mean, for the last 30, 40 years, uh, you know, a lot of people would like to believe that, oh, this stuff has just occurred now. Well, no, you know, I go back to movies, even back in the 50s and 60s, and I see. Even the 30s, man. In the 30s, I see, you know, guys talking about uh, uh, what, what are they called, cat bars or whatever, where, yeah. you know, like they're going to these, they're obviously strip clubs, you know, they'll talk about them. The, yeah. the only difference between now and then is now we're showing it. Oh, yeah. That's it. So back in the day when you'd watch it, and by the way, uh, if you think that showing it makes things worse, then you don't understand a young man's imagination, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, actually, in, in a lot of ways, a lot of people wonder why, um, why magazines like, Maxim and Cosmo uh, get more play than, say, uh, Playboy and stuff like that. You know why? Is because there's there's something to be said about the the imagination hmm. that it, it, it like it, it sparks arousal where yeah. you know you can't have it but it's there. You know, it brings out allurement. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people, even Christian couples, will say, "Man, like I, my wife just totally like." Uh, arouses me you know and it's and she and she the way she dresses is very conservative and everything like that but they find her so like appetizing you know what i mean just like they look at her eyes and they see her face and you know and it's like even though they know what's underneath everything it's just the modesty can become very attractive yeah you know 
And I think that's even I think that's even backfired in the Islamic culture. Yeah, and I, I think I've know? told you that story yeah. before when I went over to Afghanistan, all the women are covered. Yeah. And all me and my buddies, it's not like we were like, oh, they're in bags, there's nothing you can do. We were fantasizing about the women there. Yeah. Uh, because you know, you, you'd just be standing up, you see these women, and your your mind would just be going a million miles a minute, just like thinking about what she must look like under that thing and that. Uh, that wanting something you can't have, yeah. that visual stimulation could be far more enticing yeah. than actually seeing it. It's kind of like, you know, you could sometimes get far more pleasure from the anticipation of eating a cookie than from actually eating it. You know, like just the, the knowledge that it's coming, the anticipation, the, the allure, it, it's all so, so uh, arousing yeah. in, in many ways. So. Don't think for one second that just because the movie industry didn't show it back in the 30s that there was no sort of arousal happening yeah. or, or no sort of fantasizing happening because it certainly was yeah, uh, for sure. And so once again, like as a Christian, the way I would just look at it is I would say that it doesn't have the high and holy view of sexuality that the Bible has. Yeah, and that, that leads me to kind of another thing of kind of one of my things of why I, I, I don't like porn. Um not that I don't want to view it at times. <laughs> don't yeah. get that mixed up. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, at times I find it very alluring, um, for sure. But um, um, is context? If I had, you know, if I is context? Like that's one thing I don't like about porn is that the context is gone. Mm. It's like uh, con. I know they they try. You know, in in some porn, obviously, um, especially the feature film porns. Uh, what they call features, you know, they definitely have storylines, you know, they're usually not that well done. I, I kind of have always found in my porn studies uh, or pornography movie studies is that thing that the movie lines back in, in the uh, 70s and 80s were far greater than what they are today, <laughs> it seems like. Even though today, you know, it, it, it's I'm not going to poo-poo at all, you know, and say it's all just junk, but it just seems like back in the olden days, they kind of had a little more... Um, you know, storylines that uh, were a little more interesting than today. Um, but to me, that that always is a bummer is like context, you know, when when you don't when you just are watching sex and it's kind of out of context. And that's so much of porn today where you have what's called gonzo porn. It's just kind of porn scene after porn scene. And you can you can rent um, you know, digitally just, you know, scene after scene. You don't have to watch, you know, and that's what a lot of people do is they just want a certain scene, yeah. you know. And um, and I don't like that because you don't, you don't, you know. Th- and, and now let me just take that into like the Bible as a Christian is the Bible has the same material as porn. And I know that freaks people out. But if we were going to do a movie on the Bible, and we were just going to make the Bible just a movie off of the Bible, like everything it says in the chronological way that it's describing in its book, you know, then you're going to have pornography. You know what I mean? So what I mean is if we go, if we make a movie of, of Genesis, there's going to, we're going to get to Lot and we're going to have Lot having sex with his daughters. And if he showed that, that would be pornography. You know, and the Bible does tell us about these things. So the pi- the Bible certainly, in its literature, reveals just everything. It just sh- it just tells us all these things. But I do love it that it has a context, a very well, thorough, um, deep context within the framework 
of the um, uh, sexual activity that's going on, um, which I think pornography just misses entirely, you know, in so many of its of its uh, modern form today anyway. Um, And um, and, you know, to me, that creates many issues you know, because I think what happens is if people saw context, um, you know, then I think we would be more um, prone to think through, do I really want to watch this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and and when you have people just getting these clips, boom, 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 you know, just these firing of sexual clips, you know, they kind of they remove sex from a context, you know. And then when they want to have sex with with a woman, it becomes kind of it can be kind of awkward or it can be kind of weird because all of a sudden you're in a context. Yeah. You know, and there's emotion and there's feeling and there's all these things like that. And again, unless you're just picking up prostitutes and just having having sex, which people in the Bible did that, too, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, th- and th- that's one of the reasons why maybe I don't I don't like how porn is uh featured today per se Mm. i think there's too much emphasis on kind of the the sex act itself instead of the context of it Mm. you know which um you know again to me i i I would rather have more you know i i I don't know that sounds kind of weird i'd rather the porn industry have more context (laughs) you know what i mean yeah but um but uh again it's like i can't get around the idea you know that hey the bible has these things and you know the bible everything in porn that i see in in porn that i would sit there and just go man i think is disgusting mm-hmm. you know may, maybe the oppression of women that don't want to do it but but are have to do it yeah. which is an economic issue people don't realize that but that's not a hatred on porn that's a hatred on the economy mm-hmm. that 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 puts people in strip clubs and puts people into vulnerable situations where they got to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Quick. And where can you make money quick? Uh, you know, in a, in a world where one out of every three women are abused either physically or sexually. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if you're a woman, you're pretty much, you pretty much, you know, man, got to play your cards really well. Cause if you, you know, already the, the world's kind of against you. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, you know, there's there's a whole economic issue when it comes to why these people are doing this, you know, unfortunately. And, you know, that's that's just the reality of it. Mm. But, you know, the guys in the Bible, I mean, they were I mean, concubines. I mean, what's a concubine? Mm. It's a sex slave. Yeah. Yeah. It's someone who's a sex slave. Right. They're they're purchased or they're raised. Right. Mm. I mean, do you know of anything else? With concubines that maybe I'm missing? Uh, no. This is pretty much someone <laughs> who's either raised or uh, it could have been a captured female from another nation. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, pretty much their job was to please the king. So yeah. they would hang out in their little harem. was just a bunch. It's the fellow concubines, and, and they would usually be serviced by a eunuch, someone who's a castrated male, to make sure he would never go into that harem. And... Uh, they basically just hung around until the king said, hey, I want you. Yeah. And then they would go, they would do their thing, and then they'd go back to relaxing until the king said it. So their lives, 
literally revolved around the king's orgasm. Yeah. You know, that was that was their whole deal. And it's kind of weird how that's really what what modern porn has done. Mm. It has created a the way for the peasant to be the king. Mm. You know, and and that is an itch, issue of in a sense maybe patriarchy if anything. Yeah. It, it's an issue of male dominance. Uh, and how men treat women, yeah. you know, in general, um, you know, which is which is horrible. But you see guys like King David with guys with this. You see not only King David and not only Solomon, but in the Bible. I mean, you have some real serious hitters, man. Not I mean, King David's a serious hitter, meaning serious guy with God. Yeah. But you see guys like Gideon. Mm. You know, you see guys like um, Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Um, you know, who, I mean, a lot of people don't remember that Abraham had concubines and, but he did. And, um, so, I mean, these are there. So again, when you, when we bash pornography and we say blah, 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 blah about it again, we have a lot of issues, man, you know, yeah. uh, in the Bible that we have to realize that, that, you know, these God love these people yeah. and, 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 you know, and, but yet these people did have these sexual struggles. Yeah, and I, and I like how you mentioned context, because if I read the context of the Bible and I see the pornography in the Bible, the thing is that I have this, this context where it shows me like, well, how did it work out for Abraham Right. to treat his sexuality that way? You know, how did it work out for Gideon? How did it work out for David? And you see time after time, their lives are just wrecked <laughs> right. by, by right. this stuff, you right. know? So I read that stuff as a, as a Christian, which by the way, you know, I didn't recognize because we don't talk about it enough. Uh, but growing up in the church, I didn't recognize that this was the case. Isn't that amazing how obvious it is? It's so obvious, but you just, but no one, no you one, just read over it. You know? It's kind of weird how so many messages are given on these people, yeah. you know, by ministers. And it seems like the mo- the most obvious thing mm-hmm. is something that's overlooked in giving the message. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I blame Sunday school. Because no. yeah. <laughs> you go into Sunday school and you come out of it thinking that Abraham, David, you know, these right. dudes never messed up. They're, they're awesome. They're awesome. And you're like, dude, my heroes. And then you, you go back and you read it. And it was I, I almost remember like reading reading it and I just like, nah, and I just kind of read over it. Yeah. And then like it, it took until like honestly like wanting to see it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, no, it says <laughs> right here that Abraham had concubines, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, not just that he had sex with Hagar, but the, he literally had concubines. Yeah. And when you see the effect that it has on the guy, when you see it has the effect that it has on the children, when you see the effect it has on the women, you realize that why God told us what he told us about our sexuality. You're like, oh, man, like, you know, no, duh, God's right. You know? Yeah. And so what I realize is, hey, if I want to live a life like King David, you know, and have or Abraham and to to treat my sexuality the way that they did, I could expect to have the same problems that they did. Uh, so I need to really think that through. Uh, yeah, for sure. I've actually heard people tell me that, uh, you know, and I don't Honestly, when I read it, I, I mean, you really have to be reading something into it to see this. But a lot of people say that David was homosexual with Jonathan. Yeah. And you really got to be reading into the text to see that. It doesn't say that at all. But the thing is, is like what I usually respond is just like, well, let's say that he was. Do you really want to take your sexual cues from David? Right. You know, is that really the place you want to go in the Bible for how you want to treat your sexuality? Yeah, I'd say no, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we're... 
uh, what the Bible does, and I love the fact that God does this for us, mm-hmm. is he shows us, he not only tells us not to do certain things, but he shows us what happens if we do. Yeah. Right? So, obviously, then you could look in the Bible, well, are there examples of positive relationships in the Bible? Well, yeah, there are, right? Mm-hmm. You got guys like Isaac, mm-hmm. right? He only had one wife. He didn't have concubines. You got guys like Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, you do have good examples in the Bible, and you see the the contrast, right, between their lives, their uh, their marriages, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have instances with Isaac and Rebecca, like with what happened with his dad, with Abraham, mm-hmm. where you got, you know, like uh, uh, Abraham's wife, you know, just constantly uh, questioning her value before her husband, mm-hmm. constantly crying and wanting to kick out the slave woman. You see all these things going on. You don't see that happening with Isaac. Now, he had his pitfalls too, but the point is is that because he treated his sexuality a certain way, certain things occurred. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, in, in, in that's what I don't like about porn is that you just can't see things played out. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't see the ramifications of what, has gone on in the sex Mm. you know all you see is just the sex and then that's it yeah you know and so that becomes kind of a bummer to me yeah you know and that's why i actually i really did like that jenna jameson wrote that book how to make love like a porn star where a lot of people think it's just going to be smut but it actually wasn't right and uh i haven't read all of it but the sections i have read are very like insightful as to like what we're talking about right now, the ramifications, where if I were to see an interview with Jenna Jameson, you get this idea that, man, she just loves doing porn. You know, right. that's like her everything. Right. You know? Now, don't get me wrong. In the book, it's not like she just spends the entire book bashing the porn industry. Right. But you do see that some things happened to her in her life, like getting raped when she was 16, that had an effect on the way that she viewed her sexuality and the yeah. way and it had an impact on the way that she lived her life and what she chose to do. And those are things that we lose, like I said, but we lose it when we just watch clip after clip of pornography. That's right. Uh, when we get these ideas. And and I, I do believe that porn is feeding into Hollywood because you see the same thing in Hollywood, right? I watch movies where people treat their sexuality very blasé, you know? Right. Like, and you don't really see any ramifications. Right. You, know? you don't see their life. You don't see their life, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, he had this fling with this girl and, and all everything worked out, you know? Yeah. I remember as a kid watching the show Friends, you know? And that, that's kind of an older show, and, and by modern standards, it's actually not that raunchy. No. You know? I mean, but, to, to today, it's like kind of old. Said, yeah, yeah, no, some kid today yeah. would probably watch and be bored. Yeah, but, you know? like, what? Yeah, but, like, I remember in the show, you know, you'd have different members of the, the little crew having sex with one another, and mm-hmm. they would there would really be no problems, you know? They would kind of just break up, and they would yeah. all heal. And, yeah, like and emotionally, everybody's it. great. Emotionally, everybody's fine, you know? And, and you don't really see anything wrong with that. So, once again, me watching as a kid, I get this very different idea of what my sexuality is supposed to be, about my purpose for it, yeah. about how I should use it, about how I should treat it. And I get a very distorted view and I'm going to, no matter what, I'm always going to import that ideology into my Christianity. That's just what's going to naturally happen. Mm-hmm. So either A, I'm going to, what I did where I imported this view of sexuality into Christianity and I just always assumed this is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. And I never figured out why it's wrong or what the Bible actually said about it. I just assumed I'm wrong. I'm sick. I'm a perv. And I never really <laughs> got down to the actual meat and potatoes of it, the actual nitty gritty of what I should actually be thinking of. 
So obviously it's going to have an impact on me because now I have this view of sexuality that God's not a part of it, that passion comes through, um, through, uh, frivolity in my sexuality that, Mm. you know, I get all these weird views and it's like, how am I supposed to treat, uh, girls that I'm dating? How am I supposed to treat my wife? How am I, you know, like if I don't have any context for how that stuff actually looks, how am I supposed to do any of it? So certainly with everything, I like what it says in Hebrews 4, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. With every problem I have with the porn industry, that two-edged sword cuts right through the religious community as well, Mm. where it's like, yeah, have they treated sexuality incorrectly and it's having an impact on our society? Absolutely. But is the church treating sexuality correctly? Are they presenting uh, a method of sexuality that's better? You know, or are they just saying, don't, don't, don't until you get married, you know, Uh, which is why pornography is so rampant in the Christian community. Because if I'm not going to learn it from my pastor, I'm just going to learn it from the world. And pornography is a simple way to do that. Yeah. I mean, and obviously the accessibility of porn, you know, makes it rampant in the community in general, in any community. You know, Islamic communities are really strict against porn, but it doesn't mean it's not rampant in the community. (laughs) It's really, to me, that's an issue of of technology. Technology is everywhere. And when you have technology that's everywhere, things are more accessible on massive amounts of levels. And so sexuality becomes um, assess- accessible. So you, you put it on the Internet and you might see a girl with a swimsuit on. You might see a girl with a very tight shirt on. You might. And, and that's the culture today. Right. Sexuality is very much dominant. You put it on Fox News in the morning. You got four girls there, uh, beautiful ladies talking and they have nice short you know, dresses on and. You know what I mean? Things like that. But they're very well endowed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're beautiful people. You know what I mean? And it, but it's it's not like the olden days where you just you had you had, you know, you know, 50 year old woman up there who, who looked really old. Walter Cronkite. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure no one was aroused by yeah, that guy. <laughs> we're, we're nowadays with assess- accessibility and everything so fast. Today, yeah. it's just there, you know. Um, what I was thinking too, when you were talking is that too, it's, it's the context is so important because it's so different. Like when you watch, um, something that's say, um, um, the difference between watching a, um, how to have like how to have sex video, Mm. like, you know what I mean? Educational video and then porn, you know, they're doing the same thing, Yeah. you know, but when you have a context of education, it, it seems different. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you're really like you're, you know, there's something about it. Yeah. And it's a am, it's amazing how context can change just changes everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think that uh, you bring up another good point there that it's like if the context is changing everything, it's like well, what what view of sex did most boys get out of sex education in middle school that it's kind of clinical and it's kind of gross and right. it's kind of weird and you're getting STD and you're yeah. get unplanned pregnancy and it's just lame, 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 lame. So it's like if I'm a, if I'm a young boy or a young girl and I look at the opposite sex and I'm attracted to it, I'm into it, I want to have sex, I'm understanding my body for the first time, and the only source that's telling me sex is good is pornography – I'm probably going to run there you right. know? <laughs> because like right. that, that feeds into what I believe already about it. Yeah. No, it makes all the sense in the world. So there's, I mean, there's definitely things I, I look at and I go, Hey, there's things I don't like about today's porn accessibility issues of context. 
you know, I think you brought up some good ones with like, you know, the inability for, uh, you know, the porn's kind of not a legit industry in so many ways. So it kind of makes it unregulated. Yeah. And and when you have it unregulated, then there's really no kind of, you know, there is no control to it. It's just kind of floating everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's not like in its little container. Yeah. You know, which which makes a good point, too, because it would be nice if it was kind of all maybe in a certain spot. But it slowly has become really a part of the entertainment you know, um, you know, world that we live in, you know, that's for sure. So we'll, we'll stop the podcast there and, uh, good stuff though. It's really neat talking about it. So next week we'll uh, talk about something else. Check out runninglight.org to begin our two video series, take flight and love or lust. You can also send us questions on Twitter at running light or on our runninglight.org podcast page. Like us on Facebook at running light ministries, Psalm 36, eight, They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures.